Anna, a certified nutrition coach, personal trainer, and hormone specialist. I'm a former public educator turned holistic fitness coach, and I'm on a mission to disrupt diet culture and educate individuals on how they can heal their gut issues, hormone imbalance, and food relationships caused by chronic dieting, inflammation, and autoimmune or chronic illness. My philosophy for coaching is simple. Eat more, move better, feel amazing, because life is too short to feel like shit. So let's dive in. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of What the Funk. I'm your host, Elena. I'm so excited that you guys are tuning in today. Thank you so much for being here. This episode today is one that's near and dear to my heart for for many reasons, and I feel like I say that a lot, but I really, truly am passionate about people understanding exactly what they can do to stack the deck in their favor when it comes to optimizing multiple areas of their health. And specifically today, we're gonna be talking about why to strength train, top three reasons to strength train for hormone optimization, okay? Now, it's no surprise to you guys that I'm advocating for resistance training within somebody's programming. Um, I am first and foremost uh, a fitness coach. At the end of the day, it's not just about looking at people's lab work and, um, you know, reading GI maps or, you know, talking about what their period symptoms are, because that's all sort of the outcome of the decisions that we make. One of those decisions that we make being using exercise and specifically resistance training to help improve and optimize your digestive health, your hormone health, your sleep quality, things like that. So, um, I'm always going to advocate for resistance training too, um, because it's one of those things that really complements other opportunities or other activities that you might want to have. So for example, if you're an avid runner, strength training is going to help you be a better runner. If you're um, into doing yoga, doing strength training, resistance training in the gym with a weightlifting routine is going to make you stronger in your yoga practice. If you are somebody who enjoys hiking, hunting, being outdoors, strength training is something that can complement your activities in the outdoors. It doesn't have to be yoga or strength training or hiking or strength training. It can be strength training and so specifically today, wanting to make sure that you guys understand exactly the benefits that you're going to reap when you start to introduce strength training, resistance training, weightlifting, whatever you want to call it into your routine, ideally anywhere from two to four days a week. Okay. So specifically moderate intensity, high strength and working large muscle groups. So we're not talking necessarily hit classes here, which I know, I know some people love their hit classes. They love their orange theory. Um, they love their boot camp style classes. And at the end of the day, I'm all for making things accessible and getting people into the tour. A lot of times those classes can be a gateway into either people they're either going to go and work out, or if they didn't have the class, they weren't going to go at all. And, and I'm always going to err on the side of, while it's not going to necessarily be optimal and you might eventually hit a sticking point with those types of classes. And for some people, they are really quite too intense. Um, especially if you struggle with autoimmune disease or chronic illness, or you have a lot of gut issues, those high intensity workouts are not going to be your friend. But as a general concept, I think that they can be used as a really, you know, helpful tool. However, 
again, it depends on the context. And I think that we have to understand about managing your expectations. So the type of strength training that I'm referring to is going to be very much your traditional, you're going in, you're doing either an upper body day or a lower body day. You're getting in a couple of compound lifts with some accessory work. You're doing some dynamic mobility before your lift and then a stretch or cool down after your lift. There's nothing super fancy about it. You guys, the basics work for a reason. There's a reason that people have been doing that style of training nonstop for years. And it's very easy to maintain too. And I think that's the other thing that people don't realize um, about just a regular, more traditional standard resistance training protocol is it's very easy to maintain year in and year out. If whatever you're doing, you don't think you can maintain for the next three to five years, it's probably not going to be something that's going to really work for you long-term. And so we have to be very realistic about what is going to yield the best benefit and the most return on that investment of time and energy over the course of time. It's usually just a more traditional standard strength training routine. So that's going to have the biggest impact in acute and long-term changes too hormone levels within the body, um, especially when we're talking about things like cortisol, insulin, stuff like that. Um, in additional, when we talk about the acute changes, um, doing a more structured, less high intensity, moderate intensity, higher strength resistance training program is going to have better acute response when it comes to things like testosterone and growth hormone after exercise, so immediately after exercise. And that in and of itself is quite important to overall muscle growth. So if your goal is to continue to add lean tissue, a HIIT workout is not going to be doing it as effectively as getting in a more moderate intensity strength training session. Okay, so beyond just the basic premise of quality of life, Okay. And it really does break my heart that like just feeling better sometimes isn't enough of a motivator for people. Um, and it breaks my heart because I've seen firsthand through my father getting ill and then passing away and then seeing my mom even now in her 60s struggling with her strength, struggling with her mobility and her balance. <clears throat> Quality of life should really always be the biggest driver of why we want to take care of our bodies. Not what the number on the scale is, not what your dress size is, not what your pant size is. It should be that you feel fantastic every single day of your life in your 30s, in your 40s, in your 50s, in your 60s, in your 70s, feeling the best that you possibly can by taking care of your body. And again, this goes back to if we want the more long-term results, when we think about fitness, we have to think about not just what the next six months look like, but what does the next 10 years look like? What do the next 20 years look like? Okay. Um, I, for context, I've been weightlifting in the gym anywhere from three to five days a week consistently since I was about 16 years old. I'm 32 now and I've been doing this for 16 years. Like that's pretty freaking incredible. So we think about, and actually it's longer than that because my parents got us a home gym when I was 13 years old. So it's been since I was 13 years old that I've been into weightlifting and resistance training at least three days a week and been able to maintain that. And I really contribute that as being a big part of why I was able to really focus in on and get my health righted when I started to get sick. There were other factors that, you know, impacted my hormone imbalance and my autoimmune disease development. Um, but resistance training and having that core tenant of I'm in the gym three to five days a week doing something for my body, I think was really the thing that made a huge, huge difference. So again, thinking about what are you going to be able to maintain for the long term, for a decade or more, 
that's really what we want to focus in on. So now beyond quality of life, again, like I said, that's not always the huge motivator for people. Hormonal changes due to resistance training, training are what drive that muscle growth, like we talked about, and improve body composition, okay? So beyond just wanting to see the best results long-term for quality of life, when we talk about body composition, I would say every single person that has come into my coaching container that I work with has wanted to change something about their body aesthetically. Whether that's their primary goal or not, they want muscle growth, they want fat loss to some degree in addition to feeling much better in their skin than they have been feeling. And that's also okay. So we're not just talking about um, reducing that sort of like that visceral fat that sits on our organs, but also that subcutaneous tissue that can change how you look or what size pants or dress you wear. So again, like I said, that's not always the primary driver and I don't think it should be the primary driver, but if we're talking about what's going to yield you the best results long-term, even in that arena, when it comes to dropping body fat, moderate intensity, high strength resistance training sessions are going to be it. So right now beyond the aesthetic changes, beyond the quality of life. Now let's talk specifically about the three main areas in which resistance training could have that positive long-term impact on your hormone health, which subsequently does also impact the aesthetic outcomes of resistance training. So this is why I always recommend, right? We got to take a health first 